pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for this week's Prep Basketball Confidential, an in-depth look at high school basketball across East Central Illinois. From the combined resources of the News Gazette, Champaign Multimedia Group, and Newstalk 1493.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. And now the host of Prep Basketball Confidential, Colin Likas. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Prep Basketball Confidential radio show. I am Colin Likas, joined by Joey Wright, as always, and thank you to everybody who's listening in tonight. This will be our second-to-last show of the 2022-23 season. No show next week. Illinois men's basketball playing that makeup game against Minnesota after the game was postponed because of COVID issues for Minnesota previously. And so we will close out our radio season the last Monday of the month of February. I don't know how many basketball teams we'll have left in the IHSA postseason, but we'll find something to talk about and uh, hopefully at least have a few teams left on both sides. Joey, how are we doing this evening? Doing great. You know how John Rothstein always says, this is March, well, this <laughs> is February. Feeling great. It's this, playoff time. This is February indeed. The road to uh, the road to March goes through February, as, right. as somebody might say. <laughs> I, I don't know who coined that one. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into our latest edition of Prep Basketball Confidential. You're going to hear a little later on in the show from a trio of St. Thomas Moore boys basketball players, Ryan Hendrickson, Matt DiLorenzo, and Jose Andino Guerra. Also going to hear from Salt Fork girls basketball coach Brian Robin or excuse me Brian Russell, whose team is going to be competing tonight in the Class 1A regional semifinal game. But let's go ahead and start off tonight's show with St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball coach Drew Ortega. The Spartans are heading into a regional semifinal tonight with Gibson City Melvin Sibley that actually should have just gotten underway over in Gibson City. SJO is the number one seed, and I spoke with Drew Ortega a little bit earlier today about how his Spartans are feeling about that fact and more. Glad to be joined now on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show by Drew Ortega, coach of the St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball team that is preparing for a game against Gibson City Melvin Sibley tonight to start the Class 2A playoffs. Spartans have a number one seed, going to be taking on the seventh-seeded Falcons on the Falcons' home court. Drew, thanks so much for being part of the show this evening. Hey, thanks, Colin. Really appreciate it. Look forward to talking some hoops. No, absolutely. And uh, it's been an interesting season for you guys. I mean, it's uh, it's been a, a tough ride, certainly. You guys played a difficult schedule, but you're getting hot at the right time. You were six and eleven entering the year 2023. Now at 14 and 15, just seems like this team is battling through the trials and tribulations of a tough schedule and really starting to put things together at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. We graduated six seniors and our only returning starter, Peyton Jones, went out for the year with a wrist injury. And so we had a completely new team that was very young, very inexperienced. And so we had to work through those things, you know, with our schedule, like you keep mentioning. Um, it is it is a bear, uh, especially the first half of the year. Uh, you know, we're seeing some powerhouse teams and uh, with Paris and T-Town and um, some of those other teams that we play and, and, and then headed over to the State Farm Tournament around Christmas time. I mean, that's, that's one of the best tournaments in the state. And so um, it was it was a tough start to the year, but uh, like we kept telling our girls is everything we're doing is prepare, prepare ourselves for February. And so they've stayed the course and they found some success in the second half of the year and things are starting to click uh, at the right time, which is great. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited to – to, to play tonight and, and see how what kind of run we can make in the postseason. Uh, you guys have that number one seed, like I mentioned. What did that mean to those girls to obtain that ranking in the Class 2A playoffs and to uh, to kind of get all the benefits that come with that? I think they were excited. Um, you know, I think it was one of those where, you know, I, I think for a long time, you know, they questioned at times, you know, is this going to pay off? Is this going to pay off, you know, with the schedule we play? And um, to their credit, uh, they believed in it and, and, and it did, you know? Um, and so I think our girls are, are excited because 
um, you know, they have a great opportunity to, to win a regional. And um, that's, that's what we talk about, um, you know, if not every night, every weekly in practice about um, our goal is to win a regional title every year. And then after that, kind of see where things go. And so, um, you know, I think we, we use it as motivation, you know, to be number one and uh, try and kind of remind ourselves, you know, everyone's gutting for you now. You know, you got the target back on our back, and uh, that's the way we like it. You know, we want everyone's best effort, and um, as long as we do what we're supposed to, um, play hard, play smart, play together, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. And so um, they're excited. You know, I think the, I think they're ready to see what kind of noise we can make and what kind of run we can make in the postseason. You know, you talked before about this team being on the younger side and having to, you know, learn some things, piece some things together as the season goes on. What did you really see during this stretch of seven wins over the last nine games before the playoffs from this group of girls that uh, maybe showed you they were kind of putting some pieces together? Uh, that's a great question, Colin. I, so our motto going in the year was, and it still is, is tougher together. And I think this is the most unselfish group of kids I've ever coached. Um, you know, I've been doing this – is my seventh or eighth year as a head coach, and and that is a true tribute to them and what they've decided to do. Uh, we have 13 girls that that dress varsity right now, and we keep telling them, you know, one through 13 got us that one, one through 13. And um, you know, I, I, I mentor our mind put it a, this a great way the other day, and you just said, uh, you know, you got to be an all star in your role uh, every night. Everyone's got to be an all stater or an all star in your role, um, and if if you do that, I think that. Uh, we can be successful. So if your job is to, you know, cheer really broad for the bench or if it's to uh, make sure we're in the right offense or if it's to score points or uh, guard their best player, whatever you, that role is, you've got to be really good at it. And I think our, our girls right now are really bought into that and really bought into each other. Um, they don't care about points being scored. They don't care about um, what whose name's in the paper. They, all they care about is winning. And that's all they want to see um, is each other being successful. And that to be honest, has been the difference that, you know, we've made some adjustments that probably weren't popular decisions at times, but they've never been faced. I give them so much credit. Everything that they've done over the last year uh, since we started challenging them is to bring them together. And that is the thing that's giving us success is how well we're playing together and how much we play for each other. Talking with St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball coach Drew Ortega, and you mentioned those girls. Let's highlight a few of them. First of all, this this team has cornered the market, I think, on girls named Addie or Addison, some, something of that nature. We've got go through them real quick between Mercy and JV, Addie Segabrook, Addison Frick, Addie Brooks, Addie Martiny. First of all, how do you how do you tell? I mean, I know how you tell them apart by numbers, by by appearances, but you know, in the heat of action. How are you calling them out on the court? How are they calling each other out on the court? Uh, yes, <laughs> that's a great question. So I use my military expertise in this one, and uh, we use a lot of last names uh, instead of first names. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's like Mar- uh, Martini, we, you know, we go by Mar, or uh, Addison Frick, we, we, she goes by Frick, and Segabruck, we've had to – she goes by Seg, Segabruck's too long to yell <laughs> So, uh, and then Brooks goes by Brooks. And so that's, uh, that's, it's funny you joke about that. Cause that was something like this summer we were going through like, gosh, darn it. How do I, how do I say something to these like, and not get them confused. And so, um, but yes, yeah, so we have last names are huge. That's what we're using right now. That makes sense. Well, all of those girls really that you mentioned along with uh, Taylor hug and a few other girls have really stepped up to kind of lead this team throughout the season. Uh, what are some of the, the highlights, some of the positive things you've seen from each of these girls? You know, I think that's a, the best part or though that's been kind of the fun part as of late is we just had different girls step up on different nights. Um, you know, Addie Martini received uh player of the week by you guys uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that, that's been great. She's had a really nice stretch of games here lately where um, she was able to score some points for us. And, um, you know, I, I think Taylor Hug is a uh, a great floor leader and floor captain for us. He really makes uh, us go and is a really, really smart player and is an extension of our coaching staff uh, on the floor. And uh, she, she can knock down shots. Um, Addison Frick's the most hard-nosed basketball player I think I've coached in my time, uh, where she just really, really works um, and, and will outwork her opponents. And um, I think it's just been fun to see them um, kind of ge- finally gel and see how to play together. Um, you know, and then we've had um, Katie Erickson as a freshman finally kind of step up and uh, produce some big minutes for us. Um, you know, she's starting now as a freshman, which is a big deal. 
Um, but, you know, I think everyone's just kind of taking their turn um, and, and recognizing when their opportunity is there and take advantage of it. And, um, you know, like I mentioned before, it's just now it's not, no one's playing for themselves. They're playing for each other. And so it, it's really great to see. Well, looking ahead for you guys, like I said before, you're facing Gibson City, Melvin Sibley tonight in a regional semifinal on the Falcons' home court. They had to play a quarterfinal game on Saturday to get to face you guys. On the other side of the bracket, Hoopston area taking on Paxton Buckley Loda. Uh, what do you what do you see in this regional that really stands out to you, and what, what's it going to take to, to come out with a win not only against Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, but should you guys win that game uh, against either Hoopston or Paxton? You know, it's not going to be easy. Um, you know, I, I think that Gibson City, um, you know, we watched some film on them and we went and scouted them on Saturday in the, in the first game, and they're big. Um, you know, they got a couple six-footers that start. they got another 5'9 girl that starts. Um, and, and so that height, you know, I think they're t- Maddie Martinez would call this girl like 5'8". And so – um, just that inside presence um, can be challenging to beat, um, and they really try and pack that paint. And so uh, we're really going to have to knock down shots, uh, find great shots, um, and, and be really unselfish at times um, to make sure that we get great looks every time down the floor. Um, something we keep talking about with our girls as we move forward is we got to create offense with our defense. And um, just being in the right position, moving our feet, um, getting in the passing lanes when it's appropriate, and um, just trying to get those fast break opportunities so we're not playing against a set defense all the time. And so um, that's something that we're going to try and focus on for tonight. Um, and then Hoopston, you know, um, I've seen them run a lot of different defenses over the year. Um, and so, you know, they can just jump into different things, which can be challenging. But, um, you know, like our schedule lets us do is we see all kinds of defenses. We've seen them. We know how to play against them. It's just a matter of executing against them on, on the on the game night and knocking down shots. And so, um, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy, but I feel like if we – do what we do and execute and play the way we're supposed to play. We'll have a great opportunity to win. Um, but those teams are not going to make it easy for us. And Gibson City at Gibson City, that's that's never easy playing uh, on someone else's home floor in the postseason. So um, we're excited. I think it's going to be a, a fun fun couple games for us. Drew Ortega, coach of the St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball team. 6 p.m. tonight against GCMS, as he said, on the Falcons' home floor in a regional semifinal game. Drew, thanks again for being part of the show, and good luck to you and the girls tonight. Thanks, Colin. Really appreciate you having me, and uh, looking forward to uh, SJ Winden. Thanks again to Coach Drew Ortega for chatting with me a little bit. St. Joe in the midst of their game against Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, and, you know, the team sitting one game under five hundred. Should they win tonight, they will be back to five hundred. It's been a long and arduous journey for the Spartans to this point, but, uh, you know, it's more important how you finish than than how you start, especially when it comes to sports at any level. And St. Joe seems to be getting hot at the right time. They they started very high in our preseason top ten mm-hmm. and didn't get off to a great start. But you know, Colin, they've been on a tear lately and peaking at the right time, as you said. They'll be a tough uh, matchup for anyone this postseason. We'll see how they do against GCMS tonight. Let's go ahead and take our first break here on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show. When we come back, Joey and I are going to chat a little bit about the girls' basketball postseason scene locally, and we'll also unveil our latest top ten in the girls' basketball realm. Six fifteen. Welcome back to the Prep Basketball Confidential Show with Colin Likas and Joey Wright. Thanks to everybody for joining us tonight from wherever you might be. Thank you to Drew Ortega, coach of the St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball team, for chatting with me earlier today. Going to hear another girls basketball coach, Brian Russell, from Salt Fork a little later on. His team in a regional semifinal game tonight in Class 1A. Also going to hear from a trio of St. Thomas More boys basketball players live in our studio here soon. Brian Hendrickson, Matt DiLorenzo, and Jose Andino Guerra. Joey and I right now, we're just going to chat a little bit about the girls' basketball postseason, which started Saturday with regional quarterfinals. Uh, some of our teams locally are, are finished, eliminated, and some got to move on and, and qualify for regional semifinals. Uh, looking, excuse me, first at the Class 3A brackets locally, uh, none of those games for us have started yet. They're all automatically on to semifinals in 3A. Champaign Central, Muhammad Seymour with the two highest seeds locally of big schools. Muhammad with a two seed. They open against eighth seeded Danville tomorrow. And Central gets fifth seeded Bloomington. Central having a four seed. 
They are in two separate regionals. Central is in Bloomington. Muhammad is at home. Joey, how do you like the chances of Muhammad Seymour or Champaign Central to maybe make some noise here in the postseason? You know, starting with Champaign Central, we had them on this program mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, Colin, and that's a team that likes to have uh, likes to have fun, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Uh, Poncho Moore keeps things loose. They've got a Winthrop commit in Addie McLeod, and anytime you've got D1 talent headlining your roster, you know, that's something you look for uh, when you're scouting out the postseason brackets, uh, that key player that can really make things go. Central's got a, a deep roster around McLeod as well. They play in a tough Big 12, so they're battle-tested. They've played a lot of good games a lot of good opposition in the regular season. I, I like their odds of maybe getting hot and, and winning a few down the stretch. Same thing when you look at Muhammad Seymour. Uh, Matt Daniels and I went out for our Extra Prep podcast last week, talked with head coach Garrett Risley and a pair of players, Durbin Thomas and Savannah Orgeron, and talk about tough conferences. Muhammad Seymour in the Apollo Conference with maybe the best 3A team in the state right now in Lincoln. They're certainly in that conversation. Battle-tested, uh, Bulldogs have done a pretty good job of taking care of business. I think 22-9 and entering the postseason. So, again, another team that no one's going to be able to take lightly. Looking over at the Class 2A brackets, we don't have a lot of local teams that are seeded especially strongly in 2A this year. St. Joseph Ogden holding down the fort with that one seed. Uh, you look over at the Class 2A Warrensburg-Latham Regionals, Unity with a three seed. And then Prairie Central, in its own regional, has a three-seed as well. All three of those teams, St. Joe, Unity, and Prairie Central, are Illini Prairie Conference programs, of course. Prairie Central, the undefeated conference champion of the Illini Prairie Conference, so they might be a little under the radar as a three-seed. But uh, St. Joseph Ogden, Unity, Prairie Central, on paper, have the best shot, but seeds don't always tell the whole story. Over in Class 1A, I think things are a little more... I don't know if interesting is the right word, but we certainly have more teams that are seeded a little better. Uh, Tuscola, of course, is a one seed, which is not a surprise. 30-1 and one on the season. It's only loss of the season coming just recently against a really good Effingham-St. Anthony team. Cisna Park also has a number one seed. Tri-County, perpetually a Class 1A contender, has a number two seed. And St. Thomas More has a one seed as well in Class 1A. Uh, Joey Tuscola, girls basketball. Uh, we've seen them a fair amount, know what they're capable of. Uh, you think the Warriors have what it takes to, to maybe make a really deep postseason run, and maybe we're talking about them over in Bloomington here soon? They've got as good a chance as anyone, Colin. And, you know, we Matt Daniels and I went out there for an extra prep episode with mm-hmm. Tuscola Girls Basketball, so that's on our website if you want to hear uh, the inside scoop on what they're up to. But head coach Tim Kohlbecker has done a good job, and I talked with him before the season started. Uh, I think, you know, they before the season, they had expectations. They were going to be good. They were kind of in that middle portion of our preseason top ten, I think fifth or sixth, somewhere around there. I don't think anyone saw uh, 29-0 and start to the mm-hmm. season. 30-1 uh, and <laughs> is where they wrapped right. up. Uh, that's that's a great team. I mean, they've got scoring. Uh, you look at the Boyers, uh, Ella Boyer, Illinois State softball commits on a great job. Izzy Wilcox, great athlete all around, can get it done. Uh, you know, scoring the ball or in the post. That's a really good team. That's just got a lot of options, and and they keep it loose too. Good good locker room atmosphere for the Warriors and Tri County as well. I, I talked with Joe Morrissey before the season. Saw them early on. Uh, at St. Thomas, uh, not, not St. Thomas More, but St. Joseph Ogden's season opening tournament. Uh, they're a deep team as well. You look at Thaley Berry, great talent there. Josie Armstrong as well. Uh, you, you, Tri-County knows how to make a deep run. They did it a couple of years ago, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Titans uh, and the Warriors both battling out until they, uh, they can anymore. Yeah, the maybe most intriguing Class 1A regional for my money is going to be the one that's in Catlin. That does include Tuscola, Tim Kohlbecker's program. They are currently playing 7th seeded Georgetown Ridge Farm. A uh, really interesting program coached by Brad Russell, brother of Salt Fork coach Brian Russell. Uh, Georgetown, you know, several years running, did not win a single game in, in a season. And last year broke through in a big way, and they followed up on it this year. 15-11 and 11 are the Buffaloes going into that game. And they, they, they are a well-coached team that is capable of slowing down opponents. Uh, they, they played a Vermilion County tournament game against Salt Fork back in January with a final score of 26-16. to 16. So uh, <laughs> Georgetown knows how to 
defend opponents well and knows how to get a little creative in order to maybe overcome some some potential shortcomings they might have against tougher opponents. So I'm curious to see what the result of that Tuscola-Georgetown game is tonight over in Catlin. And then the second half of the regional semifinals tonight, Salt Fork, the four seed, against Armstrong-Potomac, the five seed. We're going to hear a little later on from Storm coach Brian Russell. But four times this season, Salt Fork will have played Armstrong-Potomac after tonight's game. You play a team four times in a season, you manage to beat them four times. Um, one, that's obviously just kind of puts the rivalry side of it to bed more or less. But two, <laughs> it's just tough to do yeah. in general. I mean, Armstrong-Potomac is a good program. Salt Fork is a good program. Not easy to beat a team four times in a season. No. You don't normally see a team four times in the season in the high school ranks. This isn't the NBA where you're playing a team <laughs> – you know, maybe four to six times in a season. So, uh, Joey, for you, Salt Fork, Armstrong, Potomac, do you think the Storm get the fourth win of the season tonight against Armstrong? Well, the Storm are really good, and I've only seen Armstrong, Potomac once. I, I think I caught them at the uh, Vermilion mm-hmm. County Tournament earlier. As you said, good program. They do a lot well, but you look at Salt Fork this season, what Alexa Jamison's done, what Macy Russell's done. Alexa Jamison, for context, scored her 1,000th point in the mm-hmm. Vermilion County Tournament in the title game. She's only a sophomore. I mean, she has scoring ability there with anyone in the area. Salt Fork's going to be a, a tough out. Curious to see that matchup, uh, you know, presumably with Tuscola down the line. That's that's gonna be a great game. That's a pick 'em. That's a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, and you know you you know and Matt knows everyone in our newsroom knows. I'm a big Georgetown Ridge Farm fan. I think everyone is. You know with what they've done, they've had a great season. But uh, I just I I wouldn't wouldn't forecast a win against Tuscola in that matchup. That's just such a a tough draw for the Buffaloes. Unfortunate, but. That's why they play the games. We'll have to see how that result pans out. That's absolutely true. You know, Salt Fork last year and got into this a little bit with Brian Russell. They had a good seed going into a Class 1A regional semifinal and lost to a much worse-seeded Central A&M team. Sometimes it just does not matter what the records of the seeds are beforehand, and uh, that's why you play the games, as Joey said. Well, let's go ahead and dive into our girls' basketball top 10 rankings. Uh, those will be the last ones for the radio show. We won't do girls' basketball top ten rankings in our last show later this month just because we won't really have that many teams left playing. A lot of our local teams have to knock each other out, of, unfortunately, of the postseason. So uh, don't really have that much of a say in it, how many teams we have left come that time of year. <laughs> Checking in at number ten this week in our rankings to see Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights. They're bouncing back after three consecutive wins, most recently one over Cumberland. 19-9 and nine are the Knights going to be facing Tri-Valley tonight in a Class 2A regional semifinal game. Our number nine team this week on the girls' side is the Armstrong-Potomac Trojans. Just mentioned them a little bit. Armstrong-Potomac is 22-9 on the season, defeated Schlarman to earn a matchup with Salt Fork tonight in a Class 1A regional semifinal. Our number eight team, talked about them a little bit tonight as well, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. St. Joe going to try to get back to 500 tonight when they take on GCMS in a Class 2A regional semifinal game over in GCMS, Gibson City. Our number seven team this week, it's the Cisna Park Timberwolves. Cisna Park currently 25-5 and on the season, holding a six-game win streak going into tonight's Class 1A regional semifinal game against Milford. That should be going on right now. It was a 6 p.m. start, so Timberwolves and Bearcats should be happening as we speak. Our number five, six team this week, excuse me, is the St. Thomas More Sabres. St. Thomas More is 22-6 and six on the season, coming off a two-point loss to Tri-Valley in its most recent game, though. Sabres are not playing tonight, one of the few teams locally that isn't on the girls' side. They are going to play their Class 1A regional semifinal game tomorrow night against Uni High at 6 p.m. over in Champaign. Our number five team this week is the the Salt Fork Storm. Excuse me, Salt Fork nineteen and seven, as we said, going to be taking on Armstrong Potomac tonight in a Class One A regional semifinal game. Our number four team this week, the Prairie Central Hawks. Prairie Central currently nineteen and seven on the season, coming off a big win over El Paso Gridley. The Hawks not playing tonight as well. They're going to be hosting Hersher tomorrow night in a Class Two A regional semifinal game. Our number three team, it's the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Muhammad Seymour is 22-9 on the season, coming off a loss to Lincoln in its most recent game. No shame in that. Lincoln is undefeated on the season right now, one of the few teams in the entire state that can say that. But Muhammad Seymour will try to bounce back tomorrow night when it opens its postseason with a Class 3A regional semifinal against Danville, 6 p.m. over in Muhammad. Our number two team this week, it's the Tri-County Titans. 
Tri-County looking good going into the Class 1A playoffs. 23-6, and six, winners of 10 consecutive games. Going to be wow. facing, wow indeed, <laughs> going to be facing uh, Okaw Valley, a familiar Lincoln Prairie Conference opponent tonight. That game should be ongoing over in the Class 1A Arcola Regional Semifinals. And our number one team has been, as has been the case throughout the season, the Tuscola Warriors. Tuscola 30-1. and one. Facing Georgetown Ridge Farm tonight. Game should be ongoing in the Class 1A Salt Fork Regional Semifinals. Well, let's go ahead and take a break here on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show. When we come back, I can already hear him outside with our boss, Jim Rosso. It's members of the St. Thomas More Boys basketball team. We're going to have them live in the studio chatting a little bit about the Sabres. Six twenty nine. Welcome back to the Prep Basketball Confidential Show with Colin Likas and Joey Wright. Thank you all for joining us here. Halfway through the penultimate show of the season, uh, we will not have a show next Monday because of the Illinois-Minnesota men's basketball game, but we will have a show on the last Monday of February to wrap up our radio season. Joey and I started with football all the way back in August and now wrapping up with basketball here in February. It's been a wild ride, hasn't it, Joey? It has been a wild ride. It's been a, a quick ride. feels like yeah. just yesterday we were setting up for the Cola Wars in Tuscola. And, uh, of course, plenty of action still left this season. And mm-hmm. I will throw in a quick note. Uh, Prep Basketball Confidential is coming to an end, but each week you can catch Matt Daniels mm-hmm. and I uh, on location at area high schools. Extra Prep, our weekly high school sports podcast, and that'll go well into the spring season. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Being sure to cover baseball, softball, girls' soccer, track and field, tennis, all that great stuff. Let's go ahead and stick with basketball, though, specifically the St. Thomas Moore boys basketball team. Glad to be joined in studio now by three of the key members of this program, Ryan Hendrickson, Matt DiLorenzo, and Jose Andino Guerra. Guys, thank you for making the short trip over from Champaign after practice today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ryan, going to start off with you. This team is 19-10 and 10 right now. You guys have a big game coming up tomorrow night at Pontiac, a, a good quality Illini Prairie Conference team just like yourselves. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the way this team is looking as we approach the postseason? Yeah, uh, I'm really excited just going into the postseason, how we are. Start of the season, I wasn't so sure just because, you know, with the inexperience of everybody, I'm like the main returner from varsity, and besides that, uh, pretty much nobody, really. Mm-hmm. Peace played a little bit. But other than that, we got new guys and freshmen. So, But, yeah, I'm, we got the two seed for our regional, mm-hmm. so that's looking good. I mean, we're still taking it one one game at a time, but uh, I like where we're going with it. So, yeah, Jose, how has this team kind of come together uh, at this point? Because I mean, you guys started off kind of up and down. You know, you lose three of your first four games, then you win a bunch of games in in December, and and now you guys are winning quite a few Illini Prairie games as well. Yeah, well, I feel like throughout the season, this team has just grown together, mm-hmm. both on and off the court. Got in a lot of chemistry because, like Ryan said, going into it, there was a lot of non-varsity experienced athletes and we got you know our toes in the water to the first few games and throughout the season we've just been been getting more and more comfortable with the plays with with our defense and we really embodied that throughout the season and now we're just getting used to it and getting ready for postseason matt maybe not a lot of varsity basketball experience for you coming into this season but you've Played at a high level on the football field, quarterback of the uh, St. Thomas More football team that made a run all the way throughout the eight-man playoffs. What did you take from football season? Kind of what did you carry over into basketball season onto the hardwood? Um, I think one thing I really pride myself on is leadership. You know, um, in basketball, I haven't, I don't have a lot of experience. I haven't played the past two years due to injuries. But, you know, just being a leader out there, being a guy that brings the guys together, grows as a team, you know. What I've tried to help bring is a lot of defense, you know, bring uh, an identity of hard work and defense and I like to play hard every time I'm on the court just imagine it could be my last because you never know so one thing I like to bring is leadership hard work and defense and the energy out there well talking about energy Ryan one thing that uh, Jim Rosso is in here with us right now hasn't been able to stop talking about for the last little while he heard you threw down a dunk in a game and he was so excited about it because I mean not a lot of high school kids are dunking around here let's be honest it doesn't happen all the time what, what do you remember about that uh, that moment uh, is that something you've done a lot do you throw down a lot of dunks um this year yeah I've actually had I mean I don't know the exact number <laughs> but maybe close to double digits actually okay but yeah, that one that one just felt like particularly easy. I don't know. I just felt good. So yeah. 
you guys get pretty hyped up when he when he does stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. always flexing for him. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody else particularly close on the team to throwing one down? Uh, Peace can dunk. I don't okay. think he's gotten one in game. And then Owen Yeager, the freshman, Ooh, nice. he um, I think he's gotten one. He's also attempted one, and you know that didn't didn't go as well. But yeah, <laughs> we've. Uh, we've We've got a couple guys. So. I'm not surprised here in Peace Can. I know he's a super athlete, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Jose, as far as uh, just the schedule you guys have played this season, it's been a challenging one. I mean, you're, the Illini Prairie Conference alone is a challenge, but you guys have been all over the place, too. You started off in Cerro Gordo for the Turkey Tournament there. You go to Eureka College for a shootout. Uh, you go to Taylorville for a shootout. You go to Williamsville for a shootout. And you had the Hayworth Holiday Tournament that was kind of screwed up by the, by the weather a little bit. Just... All this different experience you guys had, how much is that helping you guys as you get closer to the postseason here? Yeah, I think we've had a variety of different teams that we've faced against. I mean, probably the best team we've played is Mount Zion, mm-hmm. the top-ranked 3A team. And having teams like that in our schedule, including our conference schedule, it gives us a lot of experience going into playoffs. So I like the different variety, both 1A, 2A, and 3A teams that we play against, and I think it prepares us well. Mm-hmm. Matt, earlier we mentioned Peace and some of those other teammates. Just looking up and down the roster, uh, obviously, you're here alongside Ryan and Jose, but looking up and down the roster, who are some other teammates that have made big impacts this season, and what can we expect from them down the stretch? Um, I think Owen, especially coming in as a freshman, you know, you don't have a lot of uh, you don't have a lot of expectations coming into a varsity-level basketball team, but I think he's really stepped up. You know, it's a lot to just come in and play a varsity sport, but I think he's done it. He did it well with soccer in the fall, too, and he's coming in as well basketball and uh Andrew Tay and uh Wilson Kirby have both stepped up as great shooters and great scorers for our team and just all together as a team I think we're really growing and we're really bonded close so we can uh, come home and hopefully bring home a regional championship talking with Ryan Hendrickson, Matthew Lorenzo, and Jose Andino Guerra of the St. Thomas More Boys basketball team. Ryan, uh, talking a little bit about Coach Brandon Martin, who's leading the Sabres program. Um, he, he always speaks glowingly about you guys, and he seems to, to get a lot out of you guys as athletes. I know you're a good team. You'd probably play well under any kind of coach, but what has Coach Martin done to, to help make this team successful? Yeah, I think Coach Martin is extremely knowledgeable of the game. Uh, we run a lot of sets and stuff, mm-hmm. and so that's all his plays that he brings to us are, you know, give us a lot of scoring opportunities. And defensively, again, he's just the principles he brings and stuff like that. It's just it carries through the game. And yeah. Absolutely. Jose, for you guys, uh, you know, I think Ryan mentioned that uh, you guys have a two seed in the postseason. You already know that you're going to be playing Fisher first, and you guys have already defeated Fisher this season back uh, on December 13th. Uh, how much does that help? I mean, you got to play every game. you got to take every game at face value. But how much does it help knowing that your first-round opponent in the playoffs, you, you guys already know you're capable of beating them? Well, it's a team that we have beat, so we know that we are able to do that. And I think getting – the, I believe three seed in the regional. Mm, sorry, um, yes. even though it was it was close to us getting the four seed, three seed. Um, you know, it puts us in a better position to get to a regional championship. We gotta make sure that we do everything that we need to in those first two games. First game, first of all, this Saturday mm-hmm. against Fisher. Um, make sure that we don't let them um, get easy buckets or anything, and we make, gotta make sure we play our saber basketball. And just like we beat them the first time, gotta do it again. Matt, I talked with Peace Boomba after you guys beat Rantoul a week or two ago, and, and he said after the game, he said, quote, we are mental dogs. <laughs> um, as Jose mentions, you know, playing Sabre basketball, how mentally tough is this team? What did Peace mean by that, mental dogs? You know, this team has a lot of experience from a lot of different sports to bring um, things they've learned from different sports and different seasons that they everybody's coming together in this season in. You know, we don't have a lot of, like, pure basketball players. we got a, a lot of athletes, and I think that's really coming together. The toughness of all these players, me and pieces, football players, soccer players, baseball players, pretty pretty much every sport you can get. And um, we're all just coming together, bonding as a team, and growing off from what each other know to come together and build a team of mental dogs, as he said. Just <laughs> a tough team, a gritty team, you know, a team that hopefully other teams don't want to face. Yeah, a lot of sports uh, in this room, certainly. Uh, looking forward to spring. I know you guys are focused on basketball right now. Ryan, obviously, I know you're going to be playing baseball, I assume, right? And tra- you, you'll run maybe a few more track and field meets than, than you did last year uh, before you 
won a or earned a state medal, I should say, in the 800 meter run, right? Yeah, the plan's definitely to be running running more than I did last year. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, Ryan uh, committed to uh, Creighton to to run for their track and field program. Uh, Jose and, and Matt, for you guys. What are the springtime plans? I know, Matt, last year you obviously were dealing with the, that injury that sidelined you. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to baseball season this year. I've, I've been out. Um, I was coming off an ankle injury my sophomore year, and last year I was out all year doing ACL. But I'm super excited for what's to come in the spring and really looking forward to the uh, baseball season. But, of course, nothing before what's coming up in these next couple of weeks for basketball. So, But I'm still looking forward to it, of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, as a two-sport athlete for soccer and basketball, mm-hmm. I will not be in a sport during the spring, but I'll be sure to be involved with the team, cheering on the baseball team, uh, cheering on Ryan Track, the tennis team, all that. So I'll m- make sure to still be involved with the school. Yeah. yeah, The atmosphere just among St. Thomas More Athletics, I mean, it seems like these te- – you know, maybe maybe some teams go through kind of waves where, you know, some good, some bad seasons, but overall it just seems like at least one team is having some some kind of success at STM at all times. Uh, any of you guys can can answer to this just how much fun is it to be a part of an atmosphere like that where it just feels like everybody's winning all the time and wanting to be successful um i think in the hallways it creates a great environment you know everybody's close together everybody knows each other if there's a team doing well everybody knows about it and uh we try to bring that out with a saber pack too i think we've been bringing it up a little bit but when a team's winning we definitely try to show up for them because we know how tough it is to go out there and win every day, practice, you know, of a season, it's it's tough on people. But, you know, we try to be out there, support everybody, support our teammates, support our classmates, everybody that's winning, volleyball, basketball, girls basketball, whatever it is, you know, we just try to be out there and support. And the energy definitely, you can see it in the hallways when we're together. Ryan Hendrickson, Matt DiLorenzo, and Jose Andino Guerra of the St. Thomas More Boys basketball team can catch them if you want to make a, a pretty lengthy trip up to Pontiac, you could catch them <laughs> uh, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, a little more locally, though, going to be playing against Fisher on Saturday in the Class 1A Armstrong Potomac Regional Quarterfinals. Guys, thanks again for making some time and chatting about the Sabres. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and take our final break here of the Prep Basketball Confidential Show. When we come back, we are going to hear from Salt Fork Girls basketball coach Brian Russell and also unveil our latest boys basketball top 10 rankings, of which, uh, spoiler alert, St. Thomas More is part. So stay tuned for that. Yeah! 6.43 and you're listening to the Prep Basketball Confidential Show with Colin Likas and Joey Wright. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to St. Thomas More boys basketball players, Ryan Hendrickson, Matt Lorenzo, and Jose Andino Guerra for joining us just now. Great conversations about the Sabres, who are a team to watch out for in the Class 1A boys postseason. Really intrigued. Uh, of course, you got to play the games, as Joey said earlier, but uh, there's a potential for a regional championship matchup in Armstrong between STM and Salt Fork. That's a game that I would really look forward to. I uh, got to see Salt Fork in person last Friday. Suffered a loss to Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin in a highly competitive game. Uh, both teams just have really good athletes, not, you know, guys who aren't necessarily strictly basketball guys, which is kind of how STM just described themselves. Uh, Salt Fork has a lot of guys like that as well. Uh, I'm really curious how that matchup would play out if that's one we get. And uh, probably a perfect uh, segue because I mentioned the Salt Fork boys. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the Salt Fork Girls. That's uh, that's a program that's having yet another good season. 19-7 and seven are the Storm going into tonight's game against Armstrong Potomac, a Class 1A Salt Fork Regional Semifinal, 7.30 p.m. tip. I caught up with Storm Coach Brian Russell a little earlier today to discuss the prospects of playing Armstrong Potomac for a fourth time this season. Possibly. <laughs> Yeah, we're just uh, just having a just having a little bit of technical difficulty here, but Joey will work on it a little bit. Meanwhile, I will just talk a little bit about the Salt Fork Storm. Uh, it's been an interesting season for the Storm. Yeah, you know they they didn't start off with the best record, but also playing some really good competition throughout the season. Uh, they lost uh, two of their losses are to teams from Indiana, so two of their seven losses uh, not to teams they're going to be seeing in the postseason. Certainly, Seeger uh, and North Vermilion. Um, they also lost to a pretty good Arcola team uh, very early on in the season. Uh, lost to a really good Class 2A Paris team 
um, a quality system park team, a quality unity team, and then their most recent loss by 11 points to Tri-County back on January 7th. We, we mentioned earlier Tri-County, just a perpetually good Class 1A program. So, you know, there's no bad losses there. And uh, when your last loss is on January 7th and uh, you're going into the postseason with a, a win streak that's lasted more than a month, that's a lot of positive vibes to be sure. Um, Brian Russell, just a, a really quality coach as well. He's known not only for being a quality coach, but also for constantly wearing a tie that has a bunch of basketballs on it. And people think it is really cool. At least Joey and I think it's really cool. I think Matt Daniels thinks it's cool too. Hopefully some of the players do. I mean, I, I think it's an awesome tie. I need to get one like it myself. It really is. I, I'm a guy that appreciates a good tie, Kyle. You know, <laughs> Jerry Garcia, all the, the bright, flashy yep. ties, and that is... It's, I don't know that it's bright and flashy, but it pops <laughs> at you. It's it's apt for a basketball coach to wear on the sidelines. Absolutely. And Joey has given me the thumbs up that we got the interview rolling, so let's hear from Coach Brian Russell. Glad to be joined now on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show by Brian Russell, coach of the Salt Fork girls basketball team that holds a 19-7 and record going into tonight's Class 1A regional semifinal game against Armstrong Potomac four seed against a five seed over in Catlin. Brian, thanks so much for being part of the show tonight. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned to me when I saw you over in Bismarck on Friday night for that boys basketball game between Salt Fork and Bismarck that, uh, you know, there was a potential that four times you were going to see Armstrong Potomac this season, and that's how it played out after Armstrong Potomac defeated Schlarman in the quarterfinal on Saturday. I mean, is this something you've encountered a lot in your coaching career where you've had to uh, prepare for a team four times in the same season? I can't say that I recall having this a lot. Um, I think I've had it one other time with Westville. Um, but it, it doesn't happen a lot, and it is tough to try to prepare for a team four times and then try to beat a team four times, uh, especially when they're a good team like Armstrong is. You guys defeated Armstrong 46-13 on December 5th. Then you defeated them 31-18 on December 27th, 45-24 on January 20th. So in your mind, what are some of the keys to coming out successful against this team, and what are some of the challenges that Armstrong presents? Oh, we, we definitely have to take our defense and convert it into offense like we, we have in the past three games and um, continue to, to crash the boards which we've done a really good job of the last three games when we've matched up with them. They're a really good outside shooting team. Uh, the Bullington girl does a really good job inside out, and so we just have to make sure that we continue to focus on our keys on defense and rely on our defense to convert into offense. Well, you guys also have a nice little advantage of getting to host this regional as well. Uh, for you guys, Battle Armstrong Potomac, Tuscola will take on Georgetown Ridge Farm in the other semifinal game. Uh, how much do you value, do the girls value getting to host a regional? Uh, how much does that add to this experience for you guys? Well, definitely after last year where we had to go basically about an hour and a half to two hours over to Meridian, we don't have to get on a bus. Uh, we have our, our own gym here. I think the it's going to increase our experience. And I, I think it's going to allow us to be more comfortable in this game, uh, which I just felt like last year we weren't as comfortable as we could have been. And so hopefully being comfortable will allow us to come out and play to the best of our ability. Talking with Salt Fork girls basketball coach Brian Russell and uh, the girls that have made this machine click so far this season, chief among them sophomore guard Alexa Jamison, who was a first-team All-Area News Gazette player last year and uh, kind of projects as one this year as well, 21 points per game, is just playing lights out most nights. What has made her such a special athlete to, to play against and to, to coach as well? Well, the thing about Alexa is that She's a well-rounded player. She can score inside. She can score outside. She plays good defense. And ultimately, she's the best teammate that you can have. You know, there there's nights that uh, she does a really good job of looking for her teammates. And then there's nights that she does a really good job of, okay, um, I need I need to do what I need to do to allow us to win. So, 
she's a, a very, very coachable kid. She just has all the facets that you want from a from a coaching standpoint for a player to have. Do you also get to coach your daughter, Junior Macy Russell, your second daughter to go through Salt Fork, Mackenzie graduating a few years ago for, for Macy, providing kind of a secondary scoring option, but also adding to that defensive uh, strategy that you guys deploy. Um, how much fun do you have getting to coach Macy on this team, and, and how have you enjoyed watching her basketball game develop as, as her career has gone on? As a dad being able to coach, it's it's a blessing and an honor and a privilege um, because I have a front row seat to all that she's doing on the basketball court. And um, she does a really good job, just like all the other uh, players on the team, uh, of playing hard, um, being that extra pass when teams are focusing on Alexa. It's really nice to be there with her and, and enjoying this ride. Like I said, I was able to enjoy it with uh, Mackenzie. Um, I'm enjoy- able to enjoy it with Macy. And then I have my third daughter's coming up. She'll be a freshman next year. So hopefully, um, God willing, I'll be able to continue to do this and enjoy the ride with her as well. Well, you mentioned having a freshman coming up. We've got some seniors on this team who, even though they, they more often than not are not leading the team in scoring, they have provided some really valuable contributions to this team nonetheless. Carly Kane, Kendall Cooley, Shelby McGee, Kendall Hurt, Bradley Smith, Rosalind Maring. I mean, all of these girls at one point or another have stepped up to, to help this team get where it is right now. Just how much value has this senior class given you guys and, and how important have they been to, to what you've accomplished so far? Extremely important. Every single one of them. They've really jumped on board and we've all been on the same page with our defense. And that allows us to find some easy points. And uh, from their freshman year to now as being seniors, They've they've grown as basketball players, but more importantly, they've grown as young young women, and um, that's the ultimate goal as a coach. You you want them to grow as a basketball player, but more importantly, as a person. And I think each and every one of them have, and it's um, it's just it's been an honor to coach them. And uh, they're going to be missed. They've been a really good class, and uh, hopefully. Uh, we can continue this ride. A um, couple more wins would be really, really, really nice. Yeah, looking ahead to that. So, you know, we talked plenty about the Armstrong game, but, you know, you mentioned last year going to Meridian and uh, you guys came up short in a regional semifinal against a, a Central A&M team that might have been a, a bit better than their seed suggested. Uh, how How much does that loss motivate this group is that really something you guys have talked about at all or have you kind of moved on to just focusing on what this year holds i think we've mentioned it two or three times we really haven't been focusing on it much uh, it's more about this year and about our team and what's in front of this team but i know in the back of their heads last year's loss is still looming and i think it will you be used as motivation but not so much as you know, hey, this is redemption time, but this is what went wrong last year. Let's prevent that from happening this year. And I, I think they've done a really good job preparing for tonight's game, and we're going to find out here in, in you know, about seven to eight hours or so. And uh, I know you as a coach, you're focused totally on this game, but if you'll allow me to look ahead a little bit, I, I mentioned before top seed of Tuscola is on the other side of this bracket along with Georgetown Ridge Farm. The latter team coached by Brad Russell, so family relation there, and obviously Tuscola has 30 wins this season, so just either way, regardless of which team wins that matchup, if you guys are able to defeat Armstrong Potomac, it's going to be a really interesting regional final later in the week. Take me through kind of your thoughts about just facing either one of those teams if it comes down to it. Well, obviously, you said it. I mean, we have to take care of business first tonight, but if we're fortunate to move on, uh, either team that we would play, uh, both of them are good. And the preparation uh, that we're going to have to have for either team is going to be uh, a daunting task. And so, you know, I, I hope that we get that opportunity, but we got to take care of business tonight. And after tonight, if we're fortunate to, to get that W and, and move on, then that uh, game planning will start uh, pretty much as soon as the game's over with.
Brian Russell, coach of the Salt Fork girls basketball team. They host Armstrong Potomac tonight at 7.30 p.m. in a Class 1A regional semifinal game over in Catlin. Brian, thanks again for making some time, and good luck to you and the girls tonight. I appreciate uh, having me, and uh, thank you so much. Thanks again to Brian Russell. Good to talk about some Salt Fork girls basketball. I think that team definitely has, not necessarily revenge on the mind, but definitely a little bit of wanting to prove that last year, you know, losing to Central A&M in that regional semifinal, that was just something that happened last year, and they're trying to make a deeper run this year. Uh, it's going to be tough to get past Tuscola. If they are able to get past Armstrong Potomac tonight, it's, it's probably going to be Tuscola in that regional championship game. That uh, will not be an easy assignment if that winds up being the case, but uh, hard to doubt Brian Russell. He's kind of a, a true, pure basketball coach, and his kids listen to him, and they play well under him. They certainly do, and uh, his kids include his daughter. Macy Russell's <laughs> had a great season, but Alexa Jamison as well, and you look up and down that roster. We talked about them earlier. Uh, it's a deep team. They've got a good defense, good offense. I'm, 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 that's going to be appointment viewing if they play Tuscola because that's going to be a great test for the Warriors too. We'll see how it all shakes out. Of course, Armstrong Potomac, you can't uh, you can't count them out of the running either. So it's it's that's going to be a fun regional to watch. Well, let's go ahead and dive into our boys basketball top ten rankings this week. Our number ten team is the Oakwood Comets. Oakwood twenty and nine on the season, coming off an eleven point win over Schlarman. They're going to be visiting La Salette tomorrow night for a non-conference game. Our number nine team also in the Vermilion Valley Conference, the Milford Bearcats. Milford is 20-9, and nine, suffered a loss to Iroquois West most recently. Milford will try to bounce back against Watsika before playing Armstrong Potomac a little later in the week. Our number eight team this week, you heard from some of their players a little earlier in the show tonight, the St. Thomas Moore Sabres, STM 19-10 and 10 on the season going to be facing Pontiac tomorrow night in what should be a really intriguing Illini Prairie Conference road game for STM. Our number eight team, number seven team, excuse me, this week is the Tuscola Warriors. Tuscola having a, a little struggle of late, but coming off a win against Altamont most recently to improve to 22-6. and six. Warriors are facing Neoga tomorrow night in a non-conference game, as well as Central A&M on Wednesday in the only local Wednesday game this week. Our number six team this week is the Iroquois West Raiders out of the Vermilion Valley Conference, led by Iowa football signee Cannon Leonard down low. Iroquois West sitting at 21-6, coming off a win over South Newton out of Indiana over the weekend, and now they will host Cisna Park tomorrow night in a VVC game. Our number five team sticking with the Vermilion Valley Conference. It's the Salt Fork Storm. Salt Fork with its first losing streak of the season over the weekend. Suffered a loss to Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin by five points and then a loss to state-ranked New Berlin by seven points less than 24 hours later. So certainly not bad losses, but the Storm has a little bit of adversity to overcome. 24-4 and four going to be visiting Schlarman tomorrow night. Our number four team this week, it's the Clinton Maroons out of the Central Illinois Conference along with Tuscola. Clinton 23-6 and on a three-game win streak. They're going to be visiting Tremont tomorrow night in a non-conference game. Our number three team this week is the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. BHRA is 24-6, and picked up two good wins in a row, Salt Fork and Bloomington, the latter in the Watchfire signed shootout over at Danville on Saturday. BHRA going to be visiting Westville tomorrow, and fittingly enough, Westville is the team that Bismarck opens the postseason against in Class 2. Wow! <laughs> Our number two team this week, it's the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. SGO 24-4, currently holding a 10-game win streak going into its Illini Prairie Conference finale against Paxton Buckley Loda tomorrow at home. And our number one team also out of the Illini Prairie Conference, it's Prairie Central. 27-2 and two are the Hawks, ranked third in Class 2A in the Associated Press Poll. Currently on a nine-game win streak, going to be visiting Tri-Valley tomorrow. I'm sorry, not tomorrow night, on uh, Thursday night, excuse me, for a non-conference game. That'll do it for our boys' basketball top ten rankings and our prep basketball confidential show. Joey Wright, another great show. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Crazy to think we've just got one more coming up, not next week, but the following week. We'll seed to uh, Illinois basketball next Monday night. But it's finally time to start sorting through everything, and we've uh, we've had such a great regular season. Now it's time to crown some champions. Absolutely. Well, I'm Colin Likas. He was Joey Wright. Thanks for joining us. Tune back in a couple weeks from tonight for the final show of the season. Thank you all for joining us, and good night. <laughs>